if you don't like what we tell you to believe in, we'll kill you. Stuff.biz. Hello and welcome to the Daily Show at number 948. This is the good stuff, the right stuff. Men of our race are still being born with the right stuff. We are back in the Skypes. We have, I don't know, we were just doing some extended slices of prep. I don't know if we can reenact any of that because it was all. It was we all can probably gold. reenact some of it. It was all gold, but we weren't, we weren't recording. It's just. Yeah. We were talking about what was it, what were you calling it like natural sexism? Like it's not it's not oh, ideological. Yeah. Well, I was basically saying I'm, I'm I'm like a natural sexist, not a ideological right. sexist. Like it doesn't for me it's not an ideological issue. Like men and women are just different, and oftentimes the way women are different is kind of funny. And it's, yes, it's fun to make I'm, fun I'm like of them. I'm a natural chauvinist. Like yeah, just, yeah, the, the, the same men, men are basically superior at virtually everything, and it's not something even consciously think about anymore. I'm a natural Chauvin. No, like Chauvin, like he he was just doing what came natural, and there was <laughs> nothing, nothing, nothing <laughs> about what he did like brought really brought about that nigger's death. It's just just right. Chauvin. I mean, everything was just that happened there was like basically natural and emergent, like uh, the police officer. Just, <laughs> yeah, he was just participating in his own life. The only thing that well, wasn't the only thing unnatural was the fentanyl and, and, and the meth and Floyd system. Like those. No, were... no, that was that was natural too. Like that was that the there was basically the two the two participants in this altercation were both participating in their lives in the in sort of the, the <laughs> typical ways, right? So so the, the nigger was participating in his life by like you know uh, passing fake <laughs> passing fake dollar bills and like intimidating the clerk at the store, I'm doing stealing the stuff and taking drugs. And then the cop was participating in his life by sort of just like you know trying to intercede in this uh, in this and then yeah, but, uh, but yeah. by pretending that he had a job to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that's good. That's good. A yeah, natural so, chauvinist. So yeah, but the natural sexist thing is like I just like I find girls to be kind of funny and silly. Yes, and that's what they are. And uh, they're good. And, like, they're a good I time. I don't expect. I expect certain things from them, and I then I don't expect certain things from them. Right. One thing I don't expect from them is like efficiency, um, ability to handle tasks in a timely manner or in a um, in an. It's like it's basically we're saying like, uh, there's old Chris Rock bit. Yeah, I know he's a nigger, but it was still a funny bit where he was saying like the object of men is to like do nothing. Right. And because of that, like you're always looking forward to the part of the day where you don't have to do anything anymore. And because right. of that, you oh actually, man, yeah, you actually work efficiently. You, yeah. When there's a task, That's you're like, "What's the task? How can we get this done as fast as possible? What what needs done? How do we do this? Like, let's make let's say how make can a, I, uh, at least a cursory plan and get it done. Get how it can I life, most right? how can I most expediently be not doing this anymore? Right. That's, right. That's, how, yeah. That's I want, the, I want the, the point from which this isn't a problem anymore. From from right now to the point when this isn't an issue anymore to be the shortest possible right. span of time then beer yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. like i went out i went out yesterday i had to make a few stops right so i planned out my route in advance i made sure that i was as i was going out i was stopping at businesses on the right side of the road i didn't stop at businesses on the left see that way it cuts down my my, my traffic time 
And I even calculated how long it was going to take me, about two hours or so to do all these trips, See all these stops. The whole issue here. And the system worked out, and I executed it. The whole issue here is like you're going out to retail establishments, I presume, with like an agenda yeah. and a list of things to get. I had specific items that I wanted. See, yeah, that's another big deal. You see, always have to know what you want. See, I expect you, that you from might you. not necessarily know exactly, but you might know the sort of the variety of thing you want. What what type of thing do I need? And I'll see if they have yeah. maybe two or three options. See, I'll the, decide amongst yeah. those with the quickly. Wham, with the wham, quickly decide with the whammon. It's just like a lot of time the trip is like let's just go to check like, it out. We'll just be near like retail establishments, and something might occur yeah. to me to buy. Therefore, there's no need to be on the right or the left-hand side. It's just like, it might occur to me that I want to go to that store. Like, oh, that's on the left. Well, go now. I see it. And it's in my brain. Like, <laughs> like this is all, it's just therapy. It's just like, we're just going to, we're just going to purchase things. There's no plan. It's therapy for mm-hmm. them, but for you, it's like being dragged through no, it's purgatory. Like torture. Yeah. It's like, oh my God, are we ever going to go home? Right. Yeah, How long are you going to be are you gonna be pulling me around this fucking store? I saw a nigger. My well, day I'll, is I'll also just like I'll just refuse to do it. I'll be like I'm, I'm just not, <laughs> I'm not doing it. You go do it if you want. Like I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So can we but ride yeah. bikes instead? The the other thing I notice is that um, women see like they they don't they, they don't see the day is like divided into segments. So it's no, like, it's like no, it's like all God. all hours of the day are available for you to do something. So it's like if there's something that needs to be done, like well, you could just do that at like five. I'm like, no, 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 no. I cannot do that at five because at five is when I don't do things. <laughs> like by five o'clock, I'm not. <laughs> no, like there's no way I'm doing something at night. Are you kidding me? Like, well, no, I no, like I want to no get way. this done now, right, right. now. I'm like, what? You got all day? No, we don't have all day. No, we don't have all day. I need many hours of today to do nothing. Well. Like, I mean, even in a more natural way, like we, me and my wife are both both cyclists, right? So there's a certain amount of daylight you have available to you. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, can't can't right. you arrange it so that the things that you do that uh, don't require daylight are done when it's dark? Yeah. And then yeah. Well, see, my thing is like I I always want to get things done earlier. Like the more arduous so yeah. and annoying, the oh, task, yeah, exactly. The, the, the more I want to de- don't do it right away. And my thing is, I was like, what's the most annoying thing? Let's do that now. You got yeah. all day? No. No, not have all day. no, 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 because I have all day for that thing to be hanging over my head. Yes, thinking about yes it. Exactly, exactly right. That's the other thing. There's a time, there's a time horizon <laughs> issue here where it's like if I'm not doing it now, then I don't have to worry about it. No, if, if, I have a, if I have an annoying thing that needs to be done and I have to put it off to later in the day, my whole day is ruined. Yeah, the whole day sucks. That <laughs> yes, day is horrible. The whole, whole day. Yes. Because the whole day I'm like, fuck, I have to do that shit at 5 o'clock. It's a fucking like sort of Damocles over your head the whole time. <laughs> yes, exactly. I can't fuck. enjoy myself until it's over. Like a live stream <laughs> call-in show at oh, it, it yes. night. The worst idea that... I've ever had. <laughs> what, me? You're blaming me for that? No, worst idea I ever had. I started that. Oh, okay. We, stood, yeah, we did Jazz well, and Jesse like 8 o'clock at least it's only at once a week. Yeah, but it's like that well, that entire day. For me, I don't know how it is for you. You you seem to well get through these on things. On Thursdays now, it kind of does. It kind of does. I do feel kind of like oh, my day isn't over, and then it's like nine o'clock when the show's over. I'm like oh well, yeah. yeah. So that kind of because I do have most of the day free until then. But um, I, feel like I don't I... really mind the shows that much, mm. doing them that much. So it depends. Sometimes I look forward to doing it if there's stuff I want to get, if there's things I want to say and get off my chest and stuff like that. That's not as bad as like some some other kind of task yeah you know like i can't think of it now but yeah this happened this quite happens quite often where where this is the kind of argument we'll have where she'll be like well you have all day or you can do this then i'm like no 
We do it now. Do it now. Get out of the yeah, way now. On that. Or I'm just like, you can just not do it. I just leave it festering. Like my, nah, because like then like you ruin multiple days. You just, yeah, now you're ruining the whole week. Yeah, if you leave, if you leave shit like fest, I, I'm mm. a bad procrastinator too. But mm. even so, like procrastination. It was funny. My mom actually, um, in this fashion, was not a typical woman. But she told me that it was because she was a big time procrastinator and like mm. someone that put stuff off and failed to do stuff. And I was very much like that when I was younger too. She's like, once she got to be grown, once she grew up and got older, she started to be like this type A personality, like get everything done, like like very much on point, on target, everything scheduled. Let's do, let's do, let's do, let's do. And I become kind of more like that, even though yeah, people might not feel my heart. There's nothing. But. There's nothing like that soothing relief when you've got all this shit done, and it's like I don't know. If- this is pretty annoying, huh? All this can go away. You bought a paywall. Writestuff.biz slash paywall. You can use crypto, e-checks, mail in a money order, or even use your credit card on Sven's Odyssey channel. The link will be below in the show notes. That's the rightstuff.biz slash paywall. Four o'clock in the afternoon, four thirty. Like, ah, think about everything's my done. Think about everything's my mother done. though, is that the the point of which everything is done and there's nothing left to do never comes. <laughs> right. Like that would have never come with her. She would always be like, Well, now we're done, so let's find something. I mean, no, mom. We're done. We're yeah. done. Yeah. I find that I'm really yeah, good at no. things. Like once I decide, all right, we're going to do this now. And it's like, oh, that's, that's over. That was good. Yeah. You know, sometimes depending on what it is, it's you can the, have fun, you know, enjoying the process of doing it. Like, I find dreading. myself sometimes looking forward to doing yard work and things like that. Cause I can't do that now. Cause I fucking leg, but yeah. Um, I was yeah. enjoying doing some of those kinds of things, but yeah. Depends on the task, yeah, yeah. Lawn mowing particularly. I don't understand people who don't like to mow their yard. Like, mowing the yard is very soothing. When I was a kid, I used to always be puzzled by how much my parents were always working on the yard. Now mowing, like, the no, yard, mowing the yard is like an hour I'll never get back in my life. I hate it. It's just, I have, I'm have i walking every square foot of my backyard with a vibrating, smelly, ugly machine in front of me. And Well, you got to use the push mower, the blade mower. No, fuck that. I don't, I don't, I would just, uh, that would just take him even longer. I'm not doing any of Luddite see, bullshit. I, I, I see it as sort of a, a moment of Zen focus. And, I have, and you, you don't have any distractions, and you can just kind of think about stuff, and you can look at your beautiful yard as you're laying out the stripes. I have so many other things to do. Lay, lay on the stripes. I don't want to yeah, lay, lay out on the stripes. stripes. I don't want to lay out the stripes. I have, thing, I have things have that are Zen-like that I prefer to. Striper? Oh, like to hell with the I, I, I got... I nigger rigged one and it works pretty good. Oh, there you go. That's good. I mean, by nigger, I don't. I'm not like literally dragging a nigger across my yard. That's what right. the funny oh, thing is. Is, is that really nigger rigging? Because I don't think niggers have ever mowed the lawn. Ever. <laughs> also, like, what if nigger? Like, like niggers really? It. Like, niggers are very clever. <laughs> so how they? Like, yeah, right. They're the ones that do lawn care. <laughs> Man, I, I remember when, when Obama had been elected. One of the, uh, the the local rednecks would talk about presidential engineering. After that. <laughs> He would be working on a project. He'd be like, "Yeah, yeah I presidentially engineered this thing. It's where it's working stuff. for now." Hmm. <laughs> I did this kind of the way the president would do it, like, you know, like a nigger. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, "What? Well, I don't get it. What are you talking about?" He's like, "Do I have to spell it out?" N <laughs> I. I wrote a song about it. I'd like to hear it? Here it go. I heard the phrase "African engineering" my whole life. 
Oh yeah. Well, people love that shit, man. People always make jokes like that, but like, yeah. Oh, here's interesting. All right, we were gonna we were gonna talk about John Fetterman today, right? Mm-hmm. We we're gonna do that. Mm-hmm. Oh, we got something on this guy. Well, John Fetterman, like one of a random tweet of his just popped up in my banned Twitter feed. I, I so there was the uh, they had a school shooting the other day. Mm. Yeah, yesterday. Oh, really? Was it bad? Oh, I don't know. I just assumed it was more black people. But he's got this. Oh, okay. Right. My heart was hurt. it in Philly? Yeah, my heart hurts for Philadelphia tonight. Oh Gis- yeah, yeah. Giselle and I are devastated for the victims at Roxborough High School. Their team, yeah, somebody shot a bunch of football players. Their teammates and the families now experiencing horrific pain. Enough. What's the enough mean, John Fetterman? Enough niggers. Okay, yeah. This is a 14-year-old killed, four students injured in shooting at some black high school. Oh, only one kid died? I thought a whole bunch of kids died. But I like how they call it a school shooting. Like, are there there any pictures of the... uh, Got any any info on the uh, perpetrator there? Yeah, uh, no. But, yeah. Mass shootings drop um, 60% in states that require gun permits. That's an interesting stat. I've never seen that. It's Alabama, Georgia, Indiana, and Ohio. Yeah, but that's also states with black people. Well, those are saying those... But that's every ma- state. Those are, mass, every black those are mass shootings dropped. So what's the story there? Oh, wait, wait. What is it? Alabama? Yeah. Indiana? There's a... Uh, hmm. Oh, no. That's probably again. just... Pro- it's actually, honestly... Probably some kind of statistical Uh-oh. artifact that doesn't mean much. Yeah, that's because... what I'd like. I'd, love, I'd like to see the. Oh, what are you doing? Oh, the, yeah, I know. We're gonna do that in a minute. That's, that's the John, just article. That's the big John <laughs> Fetterman story we got. But uh, I'd like to know what what this study is and what this data is because I'm sure there's there's well, always secrets to unlock in in data about shootings. There's always something in there that they're not they don't want to be uh, talking about. Well, there's there's this is this there's a lot. What kind of gun permits? Okay, what guns require permits? What kind of permits? And the thing is, this I think this this could be some sort of like, um, it, it could also be that like shootings. I, I don't know. First of all, I don't even know if that's true. Okay, there's that right away. Right away, we have this. Ma- first of all, mass shootings. Right. What about shootings? Because remember, there's a strict definition of mass shooting. Uh, and so, what about shootings? Because I'll tell you this: in Pennsylvania, in Philly. They had the most murders they've ever had in the recorded history of the city in 2021. Okay, so so maybe many of those murders might not have been mass shootings because maybe only two people were shot, you know, in one in one go or something can, like can that. Can I go so, into the business that, that makes like these little flags they've got everywhere? Ock Nation beat you to that joke a couple months ago. <laughs> he was doing one where he, he was he was showing like these crime scenes, like yo. Oh, he's got these evidence markers on every every bullet. Every bullet. They got an evidence marker. He's like, yo, niggas cost this society so much, even just in, in paying for these evidence markers. Because <laughs> he's like, because they can't reuse them. <laughs> <laughs> so that joke, he beat you to that joke a couple months ago. It's still a good one. It's funny because as soon as you see as soon as you see the crime scene, the joke occurs to you, you're like, oh man, this is good. Yeah, I got some. Yeah, like, I'm gonna go into the evidence so, marker business. So, so, so this is the scene of the crime. I'm, I, I don't, I don't really think they like guns are sort of blame here. I mean, the guns they tend to be black, but it's also like look yeah, at all yeah, those. That's true. 
look at all those places. Every one of those markers is a shell casing, right? So look at right. how many shots were fired compared to how many people were hit. Well, this guy's saying so but, whether yeah, or not blacks committed the, mass shooting or not is purely random at, this, right. at some point, right? Well, this because, this this twit is saying minimum sixty shots in ten seconds. The sound of the shots are in the video that I took of my two-year-old granddaughter playing soccer. We need an assault weapon ban. There's no excuse. It's like, well, this isn't an assault weapon. I mean, that's not an assault weapon issue. It's like over and over again, I have to say it. And then this other libtard is complaining. Yet Mastriano is holding a rally in Bucks County this Saturday where they're raffling off a Tommy gun and an AR-15. Yeah, to white people. Yeah, and you know what? None <laughs> of the people at that Mastriano rally are going to do a mass shooting. None of, no, there's no chance in hell that either one of those there's weapons are going to get used in a shooting like this where you shoot a bunch of high school football players because you're all niggers. Well, the only way it could happen is if a nigger stole the gun. Right. That's true. I guess we have to if leave one out... one of their houses was robbed or their trunk was robbed and a nigger stole the gun, that would that's the way the only way it could happen, which is actually one of the ways that niggers get guns. They steal them. Oh, and, and the, oh man, we have a fucking... Yeah, we got one of these... There's one of these guys in the thread. One of these guys. Oh, <laughs> he want, once, As soon as he's done with this debate, he's going to... Uh, He's going to demand a discussion. Looks like that on, guy's either like one of our guys or like a no, no, he's bug man. No, when he's done winning this debate, we're going to, have to talk about the age of consent. <laughs> nope, punishing the many for the actions of the few is an authoritarian mindset. We do oh, the inalienable. Yeah, we do the inalienable Second Amendment, and the chance of this being done with a handgun is incredibly high. School grounds are already gun-free zones, and murder is already a crime. I mean, these arguments are kind of um, not entirely invalid, but like. Let's we'll just talk you about know, niggers. So they, don't, they, don't, they don't actually go far enough. But it's yeah. like, talk about the founders. The founders were against the idea of a standing army. It's like, shut the fuck up. The founders were probably against oh, the that, idea of, like... getting into... The founders were probably against the idea of, like, niggers, like, doing terror crime around even their own the neighborhoods. The idea of a black person having a gun would have horrified the founders. That's right. Was, uh, they, they would like, never... every single one of them, they're like, you, oh, what? You're gonna let a black person have a gun? Are you fucking kidding me? Enough gun control now. It's like, no, we need, like, nigger control. There's yeah. no nigger control. So I'm saying, like, that stat of, of like, 60% drop in these states, I would need to fund. One, I don't even know if it's true. I just don't so believe there's that. There's no... There's Secondly, no... We, it needs more context, oh, and it would need more... Hold on. You need to actually understand it better. What whoa, 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 whoa. All right, all right, all right. I've, I've unlocked it. Up in the, Look what it says in the upper right-hand corner. Oh, hey, Goy. Herschel here. Are you listening to a free fag episode of The Daily Shower? Do you need a small personal loan so you can afford a paywall subscription? I may be able to help you out. For the very low price of just $10 a month, you can listen to Mike finish his talking points without annoying promotional bits like this one. Log on to the rightstuff.biz slash paywall and pick the payment option that best suits your white man's agency level. E-checks, money order by mail, or cryptocurrency. Support TRS's efforts in shutting down yids like me. Was it no cap? It says, it says cap action, so you know this is a lie. It doesn't say so, no yeah, cap. So they're just lying. They're literally they're saying, just, they're saying they're, cap, they're not saying, no cap. Yeah, they're literally they're capping. They're telling you they're lying. They're capping right it's now. It's literally cap. On God, they are capping. Cap. Wow. So. I mean, the thing is, it actually is a lie. I'm sure it's, yeah. a, I'm sure it's a lie by, by omission or not. Like, basically, it's a lie by obfuscation. Like, they're not, they're, whatever they're telling you is, like, not clear what it is. Like I said, including... Are they saying that they they passed those those laws in those states, or that these are the states where they've dropped? 
I don't know, and I don't care. I don't care. I, I, just, I just don't believe them. to say Pennsylvania has dropped. They're wrong because Philly alone has had more murder. Murders well, have gone Pennsylvania, way up. Pennsylvania was not on was not on the list there. I just like if you're not if you're talking about shootings and you're not talking about blacks, you're not talking about anything. Right. And I don't want to hear. You're that. not actually talking about shootings. No. If, if you're if you're saying that shootings are like a broad based a broad based problem that is like something that the United States, the population of the United States, in an undifferentiated fashion, is responsible for. Or, or is you know you're just wrong. Like it's statistically, this is all blacks. Like literally, it's not even like it's not even like thirteen to fifty. It's like thirteen to ninety. I mean, in New York City, there was actually some that data that was, came out about. Yeah, uh, that's exactly what I was going to say. And it was essentially, what 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 was the factor of black homicide okay. versus white? It was insane. So violent crime, a a black person is fourteen times as likely as a white person in New York City to do violent crime. Okay, now, but it gets worse. First of all, I don't know how they're defining white person because they could be including like could be including like Hispanics as whites. Mm-hmm. Right. Or or beaners, not Hispanics. There's always a white Hispanics is a thing. Right. But but I'm saying they could be including uh, other like Arabs or, or beaners or something as whites. I don't know. I'd have to look into that. Um, but additionally, the worse the violent crime got, the more likely it was to be a nigger. So you could say, okay, maybe whites get into a bar fight and punch somebody in the face or something like that, right? That's a violent yeah. crime. But when it comes to shootings, 50 times. Blacks are 50 times more likely than a white person in New York City to shoot somebody with a gun. Mm-hmm. So we are talking about like 13 to 99. Or 13 to 100. There, there, you can't even publicly talk about this issue, though. No, no, nobody in yeah. government's going to... Get up, yeah. get up on the, the fucking soapbox and be like, hey, look, you know, oh, they're, they're, they're killing people at a rate of 50 times greater than the whites. Uh, well, I think we have a problem here. They won't, they, won't, they won't say that stat. Occasionally, you will get uh, some kind of black leader in a black community will go and they'll get on the soapbox and they'll say, our community has a problem with violence. We have to solve it over. And typically what happens is that just doesn't go anywhere. Like nobody really comments on but it, nobody criticizes case, them, and though, nobody, you know, sometimes local blacks will attack them, but then like no one else really gets involved, and it just kind of it, it still it still yeah. gets dissolved into these abstractions about violence right, yeah. And, yeah. and the community is hurting and that kind of shit. It's, it's never like oh look we got a, we got a bunch of these uh, these violent young male niggers and they are killing people with handguns. It's what they do. And <laughs> the nation, sh- actually a few months ago he had a video. I haven't watched him in a while because um, uh, you know it kind of gets boring after a while. The same thing. But he had a video a while ago. There was like a black principal. There had been a shooting at his school or something like that. And he actually came out and he said that. He said, young black men have a problem with shooting people all the time. He's like, oh, he done did it now. He's like, wait for them black women. He's like, he's like, he's like, he's like, wait for the black women. Wait for the sisters. They're going to go after him now. And of course, he was wrong, though, because just nothing happened. What happened was like, nope, just nobody commented on it. Like it didn't get picked up by anything. Nobody wants just nobody wants to discuss it because as soon as you discuss it, it's obviously true. And if you if a black man says it, that's going to give all kinds of white people that are thinking it license to say he's right. You know, because there mm. there is that there is that conservative mentality of as soon as a black guy says it, now I can say it too. So so if they have a black man to say it, they'll like be like, yeah, he's yeah, it's true. Look, he said it. Uh, I'm not the well, I'm not the racist. I'm not saying it. it's just he's saying it, so it's okay, right? But of course, no, it's not. But that's why they just. Honestly, though, you step back for a second. It really is outrageous how America works. We we have a oh, demographic yeah. of people who run around shooting other people with guns, and we know who they are, yeah. and we're not allowed to talk about it. 
And they're, they're literally out there shooting people. Like, is there a worse problem that you can think of? I, I don't, I don't believe so. This is like, in terms the, of like that type of thing. No. And then, and then to make matters worse, you have the feds doing 25 man SWAT team raids on like a Catholic, a Catholic family man's home. Like yeah. that's their priority. Right. I mean, that's that, that is actually makes it even worse. Right. So <laughs> we've, we've done that story. We've done many hours on that yeah. story this week, but like it just, the, outra- the outrageousness of it, 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 you couldn't, it just strikes you in the face so hard when you think about it. It's like, dude, yeah, it's, literally, it's niggers are going it's, it's, buck it's, wild. And this yeah. is where their resources are going does, to this family. Does man this who's Catholic never heard family fly. man does does he have a problem with running around and shooting people in the street? I don't think so. I just no. I no, did, he, he what he did was he gave a light shove to a Jew who was who was sexually harassing his son. I did some uh some chicken chicken swing you know light research on the uh because there's no the news reports on the uh, shooting at the Roxborough High School. There's there's no there's no video or photographs of family of victims victims anybody. They're just right. like they're just not showing that the, the over like the crane shots, not the crane shots, like the drone shots of the neighborhood. You're like, like that, the, yeah. those kind of sidewalks where like the grass is creeping back in from the edges, so the sidewalks yeah, the like cracks around. in the sidewalks and right. the grass coming up, and like the, yeah. the lawns are uncomped and there's no so, bushes or decorations or anything. Yeah. So I'm on this website called Niche.com, not Niche, but Niche, N I N I C H E, and it's just it's like one of these. I guess this school this website just rates like schools and i i clicked on students and their diversity rating at roxborough high school is b minus i was like oh no a b minus why would it why would that what if what if we're wrong here what if this is not just black violence and i'm just like so the school the school's not that diverse and so i click well, read, all black i click yeah 85 percent african americans like oh okay I, I didn't. I thought that meant I'm it was. I'm surprised that's not an A though. I, what I'm that's saying. like very diverse. I, I thought that means it's like super. Di- oh, hi guys. Here's another pre-recorded interruption. Not an actual interruption. I'm just here to remind you. We need you to go ahead and pick up a subscription at therightstuff.biz/paywall. You can use money orders. You can use crypto. You can use e-checks. You can even go to my Odyssey channel, Uncle Spend's other tone stream, and you can use your credit card on there to get around the Jews' uh, banishment of our banking services. That works. So you can do that until you can't. I don't know. But thanks. We'll be right back to the show now. Diverse. There's 7.6 percent white students at that school. They're probably not even white. They're probably like Mexicans or something like that. Or if they are white, God help them. This is a this is a fucking nigger. This is that's a Negro what I really Academy. feel for, man. Those whites that go to that kind of that, that actually have to be in that kind of situation. Yeah. Oh my God, dude. there's got to be some way to get them out of there. 67 percent of students say kids at this school are friendly, just not the ones that are shooting at you. 83. <laughs> well, you better say it. 83% of schools say kids at this school are involved in school activities. What about extracurricular activities? Yeah, like, like shooting. That's an activity. 33% of students say kids are hardworking. <laughs> That's good. You can't take anything that... I don't know. It's just, it's just a serious. funny... You know, like, like what, this, what the students are going to say. Well, I'm, just, I'm, I'm, reading a, great. I'm reading about the shooting. So this was like football. Football was over. And the, the kids are walking off the field. Well, let me see if I can get it exactly. Two it's people, really funny how... at least two people, ambushed a group of students who were finished playing football and were walking on Pechin Street or Peckin Street. I don't know P E C H I N by the school and opened fire on the kids at about four thirty p.m. Seventy shots were fired. Four of the victims Holy... were taken to a hospital, and another suffered a graze wound. The decedent was pronounced dead at 5.09 p.m. Police said the gunman left the area on foot. And that's interesting because I thought this was a drive-by because another report said 
they literally drove up and opened fire. So it's like... Was there a run-by, a walk-by? I guess. Well, it was, it was like a drop-off shooting. Like, they, they drove by, dropped you off, they drove away, and you start shooting. Increasingly, I've it's been crazy. reading reports of these shootings, and the niggers are just escaping on foot. Yeah, like, like that's what like they're saying the, about the this The nigger one. that shot that kid outside of Temple University, he just, he just ran away. Never found him again. There was an incident a couple of days ago in New York City where some nigger was, like, running all kinds of red lights and caused literally, literally the accident he caused had one car out front of this bar in New York in some, like, you know, up, up uptown, some black section. There was a car on top of another car. Like, he was speeding and he caused some accident whereby a car flipped and it was literally, like, sitting up on top of another car and the nigger, like, got out. And like ran away and just got away, even though he was injured. He was like limping away. It's unclear what and, led and to the, the... And these these beaners who, these beaners who were like in, in this restaurant or whatever. It was their car that got fucked up, and they were like trying to get they were like trying to alert authorities or something. To, he's like that's the guy, and he's just like limping away. He just got away. Well, you should have chased him, but then they would have gotten yeah, in trouble. They, 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 should, they should have taken him out. Stanford, I mean, said you're not just, you're not white, so maybe you could get away with just like running him down and beating the crap out of him at the very least for wrecking your car. Stanford said the incident what, what, was disturbing, adding that something has to stop. It's unclear what led to the <laughs> shooting. It's like I could point to like several like historical factors and and, and bad policies look, that have led look, to the shooting. Look, look. We just play that game all day. What anybody saying the shooting has stop. to stop? No, it's I'm, I'm just dead serious stop. here. Anybody that says this shit has to stop and is unwilling to discuss the racial a- aspect of this. Is uh, lying. I have something for you. You instead of saying it's time to stop, say too far. Yeah, too too far, far. too far. I have, if I may, have ten seconds of silence here. So the mayor of Philadelphia, Jim Kenny, he said there are no words for what transpired earlier tonight. I got one. I I have a a, a, nigger, 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 (laughs) a nigger. There are words. There is a word. Nigger alarm. There's. So, again, <laughs> the point here is, like, there's a, a very actual serious point here. It's like, everybody's saying this needs to stop, public. this is a problem, the vi- stop the violence, blah, 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 all this shit. Like, if you're unwilling to discuss the racial aspect of it, then I don't believe you. You're a liar. You don't really care. You obviously, at the very least, you put, like, not being racist or concealing the reality of race in America ahead of your desire to stop, like, random shootings right. and violence all over this country, okay? So, so don't give me that shit. And don't get mad at me. We don't lie to you, okay? You might not like that we say nigger and that we say kike or whatever we say, but we're not lying. You can't prove anything we're saying wrong. You can't. And people have tried and they fail every time. They I love fail. it. They I just, love... So they object to the tone. I don't get fuck your tone. I love they it. Don't. Still, so they're talking about the 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 heavy with the heavy hearts the kids are returning to school. It's like students started arriving at seven a.m. and they were greeted by a heavy police president uh, presence. Several officers surrounding the school. It's like a little bit too late. What, are they going to come back? They're going like, well, to come back and shoot some more? for another one of these incidents. It's just, so. well, yeah, well, yeah, one well, yeah, might it's just, actually come it's back. It's just security theater, though. Police say, right. so, so police say a green Ford Explorer drove up, and the passengers inside started shooting. Officers believe there are at least two shooters, and they took off immediately after. So now that's different. That's a different story. So now we've got a green Ford Explorer rather than just being on foot. A 14-year-old boy was shot once in his left side and died at the hospital. Police identified oh, him as Nicholas Elizalde of Havertown, Pennsylvania. Another 14-year-old boy was shot in his left thigh. A 17-year-old boy was shot four times, once in his right arm and three times his left leg. I hope he wasn't the quarterback. These two, along with the fourth shooting victim, are all in stable condition. The fifth victim was treated at the scene for a graze wound. 
crazy. Dude, in searching in searching this, mm-hmm. I got this story on Google uh, in like the third. I searched like Roxborough High School of Philadelphia or whatever. Mm-hmm. Listen to this. This is uh, this is from phillymag.com City Life. This Philly Wawa now Shitty closes life. for an hour each afternoon to avoid students. And it's literally across the street from the local police station. Of course. So, and they have the sign here. It says Wawa number 8049 will be closed from 2.30 to 3.30 p.m. daily, Monday to Friday. Sorry for the inconvenience. <laughs> so the Philadelphia Police Department now says that the teens caught on video ransacking a teens. Wawa store on Roosevelt Boulevard in Northeast Philly caused about $10,000 in damage. And another Philadelphia Wawa is taking matters into its own hands by closing for an hour each afternoon to avoid potential problems with local students at Roxborough High School. Yeah. At this same high school. And that's funny. Like, I, Wawa, the, other, the other day, I didn't, I believe it or, believe, believe it or not, I didn't, I didn't feel like interrupting whatever we were doing on the show because I was flipping through Twitter and, like, there was just, like, a random video, an architecture video had showed up in the feed. It was, like, was, the joke was it was some nigger bitch, like, trying to order a sandwich at Oh, hi. Here's another interruption that's pre-recorded. Go to the rightstuff.biz slash paywall and pay for a subscription. We need your support. We need your help. We can't do this for free because we're Jews. At one of these small places, while in the background, it's just being ransacked by just a pack of niggers. Like, this bitch trying to get his sandwich while the place being robbed. And it's like just chimps just running through the store, ransacking, take what they want. It's so It's just like, it's so commonplace. I don't know if Americans really realize how commonplace this is. It's not just some... And it's not just some like uh, it's like a spook. <laughs> it's not like a scary story. You just like tell each other like, "Oh my god, it's so terrible! It's happening." It's like no, it's like it's li- it's really happening out there all the time. To the, <laughs> to the oh man, listen to this, listen to this. So now wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Did I understand that correctly? Are businesses closing down around the time that school yeah. lets out to avoid? Well, being yeah. Well, listen. Eighty-five yeah, percent black of school. Of course it is. Well, what? No, absolutely. Listen, 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 listen. Philly Mag spoke with two people who work at the Roxborough location about the new store policy. We're not naming them because they're not supposed to talk to the press. Uh, it says, it's a real shame that we have to do this, one said, but we really have no choice. Things are getting out of control. You come in here at 3 p.m. and there might be 50 kids in here at one time. Can you imagine 50 blacks in 50 of fucking a, high of school a, niggers? Convenience wow. For, for those of you out in Rio Rhinelander, Wawa is just a convenience store. Yeah, it's you a, buy like chips and cigarettes and shit there. It's like another so 7 yeah, but if you see one, if you see one, turn around, get back in your car, and go somewhere else. Well, just don't go to don't go to one. They're not always in bad locations. No, there's nothing they're, bad with it. It's, it's a Pennsylvania thing. They're all over the place. In okay areas, and also, yeah. like there are places that used to be okay that aren't anymore. You know. Yeah, that's the other thing. Like this Wawa location is this didn't always have to be. When my mother used to live in Philly uh, for a couple years when I was a kid, there was a Wawa down the street, and it was fine. We used to go yeah. to my sister's house. Dude, and I would go you've got, you've got a race of people in your country. That when they get out of school, they immediately start robbing stores. Yeah. Or they, all, or they basically they mob. What they do is they mob stores, and then then like they use the cover of the of the huge number of them in the store to just like steal. Right. And says so, yeah. so, so some of them are good kids, but some of them are not. Please, no, they're they not. cause trouble. There aren't any good kids yeah. in that well, school. I don't think I, mean, just, I don't think any of them are good kids. No. But just like imagine working in any retail location. I'm sure there's probably people in our audience that this has happened to where they've been working in a retail location and a, like a large number of blacks come into the store. It doesn't have to be 50. It can be five. It can be six, 10, whatever. If you got, it's like, I think there's like a key number. It's like over two where they're going to be causing trouble. I mean, even one could cause trouble, but it's going to be harder for them to do it. But like, um, yeah, like this is the thing they do. And of course, cause they're getting out of the school. I mean, you know, low key, I think businesses have been doing this for a while. 
Because I know that, like, even in my high school, uh, when it when it would get out, you know, there was a gas station across the street and uh, like a convenience store type place. And then down the street was like a Pathmark, uh, which is a supermarket. And they would they had measures that they would take when the school got out because basically like 300 niggers would be just on the street. We have to take measures. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The gas station would basically just like not let kids on. In, they wouldn't even like because kids used to sometimes would cut across the gas station, you know, to cut corners and stuff. They'd just be like, "No, you can't, no." And they would lock the. They had a little. Um, they didn't have a convenience store there, but they had a, a a room with vending machines in it, and they would just lock it, so kids couldn't go in there. It's fucking dangerous. Yeah, it's like it's just like John Fetterman. It's dangerous. Well, John Fetterman actually we used to he was the one that was cleaning this problem up. You know, he was he was holding blacks at gunpoint with a shotgun, yeah. but, uh, you know, but then he, he, he basically got shamed out of doing that. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, but again, it's like, why do we have to like it's such a thing about the to- level of totalitarian control of information and and just like discourse in this country that like everybody knows every everybody knows. I mean, if there's somebody that doesn't understand this. Um, even, and just, I don't care what kind of narratives they have in their head about why this is the case. I don't care about what kind of bullshit, like stupid, like abstractions they blame or whatever dumb stories they tell themselves or, or are told and repeat or whatever copes that they have. Everybody gets what it is. Like if you're like, oh yeah, there's a, there's a store in Philly that shuts down because across the street from a high school and when the kids get out, it has to shut down so that, that it doesn't cause trouble. Well, what kind of school is that? And if you tell me it could be any school, you're lying to me. Yeah. Like that kid in Akron that I was arguing with where he where he where I was like, you know, well, blacks do commit a lot more crime than whites. And he was like, he pretended to be shocked. I was like, you're lying. And if you're not lying, you're so sadly uninformed that you should have no right to comment on public matters. Um, but like you're lying. That's a lie. That that pretend shock that he had. That was a lie. That was a form of a lie. Like, you, you know, very well that they do. Especially um, in Akron, Ohio. Yeah, yeah, Come yeah. On. Of course, yeah. It's literally one of the shittiest places. And then our, our one of our other guys actually talked to him after I after I stopped talking to him, and he said, "Oh, ultimately, he teased out from this kid that like, yeah, it was just all about appearances. That he was concerned was it was literally like you're, it's you're, you're it doesn't look good. Like you're gonna you're getting like what you guys are saying it doesn't look good. Like people are gonna, you know, you're not gonna get anywhere with it because uh, you know basically it was all just social acceptability and appearances was what he was. Concerned. Yeah, yeah, we got we got to maintain social acceptability so that we continue to get right. shot in the street for niggers." Right. At some point that 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 bargain, like there's a tipping point with that bargain. And like we're already there. The question is, so it's just inertia at this point that is keeping people clinging to this stuff, just inertia. And also it's e- the easier is easy. The less exposure to blacks people have, the I think the easier it is for them to maintain these kind of lies. But it's harder and harder to find anywhere in America that this that isn't affected, at least somewhat by this. And you can't tell me. That if you lived in an area you thought was like safe or, 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 or was off limits or it was far enough out, it was remote enough or it was uh, small <laughs> enough or, you know, whatever. Well, and then suddenly blacks start popping up. You can't tell me you're happy about it. That doesn't and, and that doesn't work anymore because wherever they do pop up when they do do their crimes, they they just get covered up for like it doesn't matter where it, like your town will cover up for like a violent nigger crime if it happens. Like when yeah, it when they, it they will, when they it will do their you, best to make it not yeah, clear like, what happened. There yeah. was there's going to be a there's going to be like a bat phone call from somewhere where like this guy's not to be prosecuted. I mean, and it's just going to keep happening. You're not going to escape this. Or these people just do I think violence. the narrative is so all consuming that like local officials 
as soon as you're so it's like sort it's like when you're not when you're in that hot seat when you're in the hot seat of like the local official like you kind of get that saying anything about race is goodbye yeah. career you know that yeah so so you'll you'll start to like in you don't even have in some cases you probably don't even have to be told to like try and make the race thing like not not clear or obfuscate that or whatever i mean sometimes they maybe they have to be told who knows what actual mechanisms of control there are but like for whatever reason as soon as somebody gets into one of these positions they start enforcing narratives rather than enforcing law so i think there's there's the knowledge i think there's the knowledge that you don't do that but that has bled into well now we don't enforce the law like like you know you used to used to be you prosecute the guy but you don't talk about the race issue now it's like they're doing everything can to try to get out of prosecuting the guy and also doing anti-racist stuff so it's 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 gotten so much worse and that's because i think incentives have changed yeah. to the point where now you know that like you now there's some there is a message that's gone down like you will get federal government fbi type investigations or funding cut or something if if the disparities in your area are too much i know that they were doing this with the department of education they're like uh schools will face department of justice investigations and potential funding cuts if the disciplinary uh records are such that like the blacks are getting disciplined too much and I'm sure there's stuff like this about municipalities as well. Um, and so it goes from like understanding you don't talk about it to now you have to weigh in the balance um, whether we enforce it at all. And and they literally have to make these kinds of decisions. And ultimately, it will always go towards non-enforcement rather than risking, you know, and they'll always see it as a short, it's always a short term bargain, right? Well, we can't risk a DOJ investigation. We can't risk funding cuts. We can't risk the attention of right. the press. We can't risk this, that. This is pretty annoying, huh? All this can go away. You bought a paywall. Rightstuff.biz slash paywall. Right. Well, I'm like, at some point, when does it stop? When do, when do, when does it start? When do you start being willing to just risk those things? You know, and I think that the, the, the other problem is Americans have been so bred to be complacent cowards. That like it, it it feels like it's almost an infinite amount of time before this will happen, but um, that's why we're here because right. basically one thing we're trying to do is use the pressure that we can bring to bear, and the more people we get in our thing, the more opposite pressure we can exert. So now you're going to have to worry, and this is something that I'm telling you in Fargo it actually worked, and uh and and Rob Port that fucking Rob Portley that fat ass. When talking about like the the Kaylor Ellingson murder, he is actually desperately afraid that somebody will come along and exert pressure in the other direction. Again, that's why he's saying don't do cheap political points and all that crap, right? So he is desperately, desperately afraid. He likes the status quo because he's that's what his job is. And so the idea of people actually getting together and getting active and and pushing from the grassroots pushing back oh, against those top-down narratives to make to make these officials like feel the squeeze and have to make really really difficult choices um that's one of our that's one of our strategies as njp is to do that to actually be able to bring pressure to bear from the opposite direction so these people these local officials have to seriously sit there and squirm about what they're going to do so yeah. Because anyway. it's white people are going to get as we, as we were talking about in the last show, like many, many white people are totally aware of the racial aspect of all of this and they are getting sick of it. They just there's no leadership. There's no there's no leadership. There's no examples that are set. There's no one out there telling them it's OK to say this. So they're just they just know these things and sit at home and stew about it. 
but uh, eventually, you know, once the once the example is set, we'll see what happens. But yeah, we got to talk about this John Fetterman thing because I was okay, I was yeah. looking. Oh right, right, right. <laughs> and I, I saw this. That's and I right. Immediately the, the, spin. As soon as I saw it, I was like, "This is just too good." And I saw it's it. And I just I just face palms. Uh, <laughs> so this is gateway. This is gateway pundit. Satanic. Democrat John Fetterman has tattoo. I will make you hurt on his right arm. Right arm. Right arm that he now hides. Taken from a song on suicide. <gasps> earlier this oh, month. No. Earlier this month, Steve Bannon has he surrendered to uh, New York police yet? A labeled Democrat gubernatorial candidate. Gubernatorial. The Senate candidate. John Fetterman, a Satanist, for urging the release of Dude, hundreds of hard... Gateway Pundit, where are your fucking editors? Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. I didn't notice that when I looked at it yesterday. Uh, he labeled, <laughs> labeled, him a Satan, labeled him a Satanist for urging the release of hundreds of hardened criminals from prison to prey on the defenseless. A Satanist. This is definitely grounded good, like... Uh, Fetterman is Satanic. This is a Steve Bannon tweet, I guess. Or a Steve Bannon... Steve Bannon... I don't know... Like, what would you call this kind of post at one of these off-brand, like, non-Twitter things? Because, uh, and this is exactly what a devil would do. Release hardened criminals to prey on a defenseless population. Look at his eyes. Not even close to human. <laughs> Why is he not out in public? Too demonic to even come forth and be cast out. And this is this picture of him with his dead eyes. That's from the famous tweet he did about. Like, That's from the famous like. Oh, dead, I just filled up the ram. Just filled up the ram with I tweets. I was, or yeah, with sheets. Filled up with sheets. Yeah. Hundred bucks. Wow, this gas is expensive. Let's. Uh, He's like, I don't oh, know. Yeah, he does kind of look like Igor. Vote, vote me for exact, absolutely no change in foreign policy. No change in anything. Yeah, really. So it says this. Steve was not kidding. A report came out on Monday. This this is the real own. This is where we go. This is this is the this is the tough shit. A report came out on Monday on how John Fetterman cheered when a convicted killer was released from prison in 2019. Charles Zeke Goldblum was Charles Zeke Goldblum. This is something on our own. We're gonna have to look up. Yeah, was sentenced to life. All right. Okay. Relax. We gotta get through this. Takes on a whole new dimension. <laughs> was, sent, was sentenced to life in prison for killing a man with garden shears in a parking garage in downtown Pittsburgh and later trying to hire a hitman to kill his accomplice in the brutal murder. At least three times, John Fetterman expressed support for reducing the prison population by one-third. Fetterman cheered when Goldblum was released from jail last year. He's saying he was happy that he's going to be home with his family and that Goldblum is not a threat to public safety. That's a story we'll have to go into Oh, that, there's that's, a lot here. Oh, there's, I'm sure there's, there's money there. There's quite a bit. Here. But it's still, it's still all just, this is all still just window dressing and a distraction for the really hmm. big revelation that's coming in the conclusion. This is what they say for last. Never mind that Jeff Goldblum murder. He murdered a dinosaur franchise last I checked. Now this, as if no, he's Fetter- doing keeping it alive. Now this, okay. as if Fetterman could not get any any creepier. The, the Pennsylvania Democrat has a I will make you hurt. Ta- that's my Goldblum voice. I will make you hurt tattoo on his right forearm. Uh, believe him. Mr. He Mr. will. Uh, believe him. He will make you hurt. And then there's Jack. <laughs> so, tattoos, but you never ask yourself if you should. Yeah, right. <laughs> now we, we live in a tattooed world. It's going to have consequences. I mean, so, it was, it, I, 
Right. It's kind of cringe to have uh, have lyrics from the right. downward spiral. Right. Well, I didn't. I didn't finish that. I didn't finish it. Because now we have we have to we have to bring in like the, the heavy guns from Breitbart here. Breitbart recorded again. Like you, you could what? tattoo nine inch nails. And again, it's spelled B R B R. Shut up. B R E I T B R Breitbart.com. They they missed the A in their in their copy here. Dude, get the where's the fucking editor? What the fuck, man? Get an editor. Even so, that maybe they do have an editor, and they're just retarded too. Like I don't know. I will make you hurt. Is a song lyric in the popular 1994 Nine Inch Nails song "Hurt," which makes allusions to suicide and intravenous drug use as genius notes. The verse that includes the lyric is as follows: "And you could have it all, my empire of dirt. I will let you down. I will make you hurt." And then the final well, in, in John Fetterman's case, that's definitely true. He will let you down. But in in the in the final <laughs> fucking line of the story, in bold black text, this Fetterman is dangerous. Now I would counter <laughs> if you have lyrics to any Nine Inch Nails song whatsoever tattooed on your butt. That just you're just lame. Yeah, and you're gay. Is cringe. This is just, you're just you're just a cringe <laughs> fag. There's that's the reason why he hides. The tat, the tattoo. Yeah, not be- he hides it because it's cringy. It's like because- an, it's an embarrassing mistake he made in his twenties, I guess, going by how yeah, old yeah. he is. I can even forgive that, honestly. It's just some dumb thing you did when you were like an edgy, like I'm just angsty like, guy. Like, tell whatever. me more about. Like, I'm like, okay. tell me more about Goldblum. That's what I want to know. Like, that, I'm more reason why you celebrated when this murderous Jew was released from prison. <laughs> And there's a whole freaking thing on this. On this, there's a <laughs> website freezeek.com Why did, that, that uh, pretends like this what dude is it with, didn't do anything. Oh, this is in Philly. This is Pittsburgh. I was gonna say, this what's with old. Philly and like always picking like the most most guilty of sin fucking murderers possible to like make into a cult celeb. So what Pittsburgh is this? Jewish Chronicle. Charles Z. Goldblum. <laughs> I am not an angel, but I wasn't a killer. I'm sorry I ran away and didn't help George Wilhelm. I'm very sorry about that. It has played on my conscience for years. So they, the Jews went right. So this Jew like murdered somebody with garden shears, and, and the Jew, just like with freaking, just like with Leo Frank, the Jews went right in. The whole Jewish community went right in. He didn't do nothing. He didn't, he didn't do anything. Nothing happened. Like it wasn't true. He was he wasn't the killer. He was wrongly prosecuted and stuff. And I'm thinking, if a Jew went to jail for a murder, he must have been fucking. Oh oh oh! You don't like interruptions? Well, this is a different kind of an interruption. This is a pre-recorded interruption to remind you that you wouldn't be hearing this interruption. If you would actually pony up, support our work here at TRS, and buy a subscription to the show. It's only $10 a month, uh, un- un- unless you're using, like, e-checks. Then there's some extra fees, because the e-checks fucking suck. Don't use those. The point is, we need your support. You can't use credit cards anymore. It's kind of a pain in the balls, but we still need you to help us out. And if you're enjoying the content, uh, these silly commercials will go away. We won't bother you anymore if you just do. So go to the rightstuff.biz slash paywall, uh, make an order. You can use Z-Checks, you can mail in a money order, you can use a bunch of different cryptocurrencies, all which suck and are annoying, but we'll get it figured out. Or you can go to my Odyssey channel, Uncle Spend's Other Tone Stream, and you can uh, give me a donation there and send me a screenshot of the transaction, we'll get you figured out. So, yeah. I guess any second now we'll go back to the show. I don't know when because I don't want these to be quick and predictable so that you can't just skip through them to make them go away. So this one's going to be a little extra long. But yeah, you need a subscription. You need a subscription. So blood on his hands, guilty that there was literally no question. Otherwise, it would not have happened. Although he did go to jail in 1972, and I think things might have been slightly different back then. But still. So now admits hired Clarence Miller to burn down a restaurant on Fifth Avenue for very little money. 
Uh, when Miller asked for Goldblum's help, I mean, Wilhelm to work things out after Wilhelm was targeted in a land fraud. What kind of shit are they up to? So we're doing, like, so we're doing, so we're doing Jewish lightning to restaurants. We've got land fraud. Like, yeah, he killed this guy. Like the, the oh, black, he definitely killed him. The black janitor didn't show up and stab him, and useless like didn't help. Yeah, there's like, no black janitor. No, here. like this is this is like after serving more than so this is from months, stabbed him twenty six times. Twenty six. This is from April twenty twenty one. After serving more than 44 years in prison, this is from Jewish, Pittsburgh Jewish Chronicle, uh, murder. Many believe he did not commit many. Jews, Jews, Jews believe. Jews, Jews believe well, he did commit no, many. They, they think he should get away with it. Yeah, they think he should get away. Jews believe that he should get away with it. That's that's the key here. Keep it's on. pretty daunting, Goldblum told the Chronicle. It's been 44 years. There's a lot to get used to. Goldblum, the son of late Rabbi Moishe Goldblum, <sighs> spiritual leader of Congregation Beth Shalom in Squirrel Hill for 24 years, was convicted on August 30th, 1977 for the murder of George Wilhelm. Conspiracy to commit theft by deception, solicitation to commit arson and arson. He was sentenced to life in prison without parole. In February, Governor Tom Wolf signed the commutation for Goldblum's life sentence 17 months after the Pennsylvania Board of Pardons unanimously recommended clemency. Yeah. Um, May I hear? I have another story. There are still unanswered questions. Hold on. I have, I have just, just, to, just to interject, I have another story here. Uh, that both the prosecuting attorney and the trial judge are now coming out in favor of Goldblum's release from prison is significant, said Karen Daniel, the director of the Northwestern University School of Law, uh, University School of Law Center on Wrongful Convictions, which has worked since 1998 to exonerate dozens of innocent men and women. It's very unusual, Daniel said. You don't see it often, and it's noteworthy. If I were looking at this with a critical eye, I would take that seriously. Yeah, but like not for the reasons that you are trying to... It's like, basically, this is a Jewish project. And it's gotten both the prosecution and then and it's got everybody people. It's got there's shills on both sides. Dude, this, this, this fucking kike is blood on his hands. Guilty. Listen. Oh my god. There are still a lot of unanswered questions in the case against Goldblum. He claims, including the whereabouts of the allegedly missing police files that might have exonerated him. Yeah. Okay. Sure thing. Yeah. I. I. I the non-existent. You know. But the law school graduate and Hebrew school teacher maintains it. While he was no angel, he is also not a murderer. Goldblum now admits he hired Clarence Miller to burn down a restaurant he owned on Fifth Avenue for very little money when Miller asked for Goldblum's help by meeting with Wilhelm to work things out after Wilhelm was targeted in a land fraud, Goldblum obliged. Wilhelm was stabbed 26 times while in a car with Goldblum and Miller on the top deck of the Smithfield Forbes parking garage in downtown Pittsburgh, then dumped over the side of the garage. But instead of falling eight stories to his death, Wilhelm landed on the roof of a walkway bridge to the former Gimbel's department store... And the Duquesne Club. Court records show that Duchesne. when a police officer arrived and reached Wilhelm, he was still alive. Just before he died, he told the police officer, Clarence, Clarence Miller did this to me. Um, okay, so. That's <laughs> like straight out of the movie. He said that, yes. huh? Who did he tell that, that to? That is straight out of like the fucking cop. <laughs> like literally, here's the. The, the dying um, man, name is killer. So listen to this, right? But even if so, it's amazing. So, like Mil- this, this, this kike is in the car with him, so they both did it. Well, listen right. to this. Two listen, guys killed this guy. Listen to this. Yeah. I'm in the Jewish, the Pittsburgh Jewish Chronicle. I think this is a different one than yeah. what you're looking at. Although Lecht served as the Allegheny County coroner at the time of the murder, he did not perform the autopsy. Gee, what killed the guy with the 26 stab wounds? Uh, and was and was not Garden called. Shears, Jesus Christ! So this guy was not involved with the case whatsoever. He did not perform the autopsy. It was not called as a witness in the trial. So yeah, but but he's we're recommending clemency. Well, and we're gonna we're some gonna, kind well, of weight. Well, he has a whole he has a whole bunch of opinions that we're gonna put up there. He did, however, testify as an expert at Goldblum's 1996 commutation appeal. Lecht explained 
then that as Wilhelm was in the driver's seat and the blood spatters were on the dashboard of Wilhelm's car, it's more likely than not he was stabbed by someone in front or immediately to the side of him. Because Miller was seated next to Wilhelm and Goldblum was in the back, Wecht concluded that it was Miller who stabbed Wilhelm. I stand by that, he said in an interview with the Chronicle, adding that he too believes the dying declaration of Wilhelm should have exonerated Goldblum. Goldblum's unjust conviction, Wecht said, this is the coroner, a coroner who didn't work this case, could be blamed on young prosecuting attorney Dixon who, quote, was trying to make a name for himself getting the Jew boy, the son of a rabbi, uh. instead of Clarence Miller, <laughs> who was just a two-bit hus- uh, hoodlum. It was pure anti-Semitism, Wecht said, and it's a goddamn Holy shame. So is Wecht. I mean, that that name's pretty Germanic, oh right? I mean, God. I mean, I, I look, I, I'm this Wecht guy could be J- Jewish or not, but either way, like this is obviously a fucking narrative. Since when do you get? Since when do you advance by going after Jews? Like, get the fuck out of here! You know, you know, you advance in the legal field in America. You go after Jews. Yeah. <laughs> That's the way you do. Yeah, you, you get that like Jew boy. Boy, you will shoot. You will Jews. rock it to the top. You will find yourself <laughs> on the on the ladder to success. If you start trying to prosecute that guy Jews. who's really, really tough on Jews. I need that guy. Yeah, like no, in America, I'm telling you, in the, legal pro- in the legal profession particularly, that's the escalator to the top fucking shelf right there. Like, <laughs> boom, you go straight up. You go after Jews right, right all the way up to the top. I mean, get the fuck out of here with this. Also, like, look, I'm, I'm fully willing to believe both of these fucking people killed this guy. You got two guys in a car. One guy right, ends up stop. dead of 26 all right, They're both all right. fucking murderers. All right, all right, stop. Cyril Wecht was born to Jewish immigrant parents in a tiny right, mining village go. in Dunkard Township, Pennsylvania, called Bobtown. Open Bobtown. Open Bobtown. Lithuanian-born yeah. storekeeper was his father, and a Ukrainian bro- Ukrainian-born mother, Fanny Rubenstein, was a homemaker and helped out in the store. So it's like, wow, the audacity, the audacity of a coroner who didn't work the case, who was not called to trial, but stood up for this guy at a commutation hearing in 1996 and is now telling the, the, the Jewish Chronicle about how <laughs> there's no way there's no way those blood splatters indicate that uh, he could have killed him. And so the current effort, this is from 2015, check this out. Uh, so they, at this point, they couldn't, they, there was no hope of getting him out. Every petition that Goldblum has made to the court for parole has been denied. Now his family is putting its efforts into persuading the Department of Corrections to transfer him to Israel pursuant to the International Prisoner Transfer Program that permits the transfer of prisoners to their, quote, home country, where the home country becomes responsible for enforcing or administrating, or administering sorry, the transferred sentences. So... Failing, oh so this this brutal murderer like fall, they've they've up until up until 2015, the line was held on keeping this guy in jail for the disgusting crime he committed. But they were they were trying to get him transferred to Israel. Where oopsie, I wonder how much time he would have served there. So yeah. Get out of jail. I wonder how much they paid this cop and, to, to to give that fake fucking story. That I don't believe that for a second. Oh, yeah, no, I don't buy that for a second. But dude, this is this article. It gets crazy. This testimony and evidence presented at trial was flawed. Goldblum said, followed his following his conviction, several high-profile figures came out in support of his release. Most notably, the prosecuting attorney that tried the case, Peter Dixon. Yeah. They got to Dixon. Yeah. And the late U.S. District Judge Donald Ziegler. Oh, God. Who presided over the trial. Dixon and Ziegler, as well as forensic pathologist Dr. Cyril Wecht, all submitted letters or affidavits for at various clemency and commutation proceedings throughout the last three decades, claiming... 
The evidence and extenuating circumstances required Goldblum be released. Um, each time Goldblum applied to have his life sentence commuted, Wilhelm's family asked the Board of Pardons to reject the request. Uh, September 2019, clemency hearing, Wilhelm's family spoke out vehemently against me. Uh, while Goldblum is adamant he did not kill Wilhelm, feelings of guilt nonetheless have plagued him through the decades. I'm sorry I ran away and didn't help George Wilhelm, Goldblum said. Oh, for fuck's sake. And I sake. put that in my application to the Board of Pardons. I'm very sorry about that. It has played on my conscience for years. Um, and he says, my family has been very supportive, blah, blah, blah. But then here, um, Goldblum is put off by what he sees as a miscarriage of justice, but acknowledges, I was wrong in many respects, too. At trial... I denied that I had my restaurant burned because of the financial burden it would put my family through. Oh, Hindsight is twenty twenty. He also admits he put a hit out on Miller, although he called it off within an hour. I'm no angel. That's the long and short of it. But I wasn't a killer. I never had been. No, but, but you were just doing arson and putting out hits. Yeah. So it, it says and here. And I had no reason to kill George Wilhelm. He wasn't the arsonist. Why would I want to kill him? Okay, so that's a funny statement. So you you so actually actually he did want to kill the arsonist because he put a hit out on him. I like this. So Man, the twenty I'm guessing he put a hit out on Miller so he couldn't fucking talk about him killing the other fucking guy. Yeah, right. Yep. So the uh the prisoner transfer program to Israel, like he wasn't he didn't have Israeli citizenship. He didn't you know, Pennsylvania right. was his home, Pittsburgh was his home. His Israeli citizenship was granted in twenty twelve after he'd been in jail for thirty years. 25. Go to the rightstuff.biz slash paywall for your subscription today. Five years, something like that? I don't remember I don't remember what date you said. I'm, I would like to live the rest of my life as a Joe in Israel. Yeah. So they, they but think about that. Israel grants that citizenship to a convicted killer, a convicted murderer, gangster, uh Jewish lightning uh claims administrator who burns his own restaurant down and then kills his business associates. They grant citizenship to that guy while he's in America. Yeah, no problem. I mean, is there is there any reason to ever talk bad about Jews? Can you Do you imagine that? that? I mean, no honest person, no honest white American hears a thing like that and just can make excuses for it, unless, except for under the duress of Holocaust guilt, of World War II, and of cancel culture, and the fucking, the great fucking social... Uh, Dude, this shit that Jews do is it, amazing. It, it, it just raises the, the question of why, why is why is this a country that we're proud of being al allied with? A country this is, like this, this is like citizenship to people like that. This situation is is one of like I couldn't come up with a better parody of like anti-Semitic. You know what I mean? Like this is a thing that I would come up with, and it probably probably wouldn't be as blatant and ridiculous as this. The man torches his own restaurant. He's got these business associates and you know organized crime. He has one of them killed. He's in the car when he's killed. Tries to, and after like he's been rightfully convicted, the Jews go to work forever trying to get him freed because oh he was just in the backseat had nothing to do with it. The driver obviously did it. He ran away. The coroner who didn't work on it is going to give like expert testimony saying like yeah he probably didn't do it. Probably was the other guy. And then he comes out apologizing that he ran away instead of helping. So you mean you mean you mean not helping the killer? Like, oh wait, you are the killer. And then he's granted citizenship in 2012 to Israel as a last ditch effort to get out of jail by being transferred to Israel, a place he's probably never set foot in because this is just like a low level like gangster kike that like you're supposed to pretend is like, oh, that guy must be Italian, right? Who's the Italian? Who's this guy? Some kind of Jew gene? He thinks he's uh he's just a he's just a Jew pretending he's some kind he's of wop tough guy. He's it's just like, a criminal. Obviously, this dude is involved with criminals. He's ordering arson. He's got. He's calling out hits. 
Like, um, he's a Jewish gangster. And he and, got out. And, uh, and in 2019, he gets out. He's out. It yeah. worked. Probably because like, probably because the king amazing of, is that while the king of Israel long, though, the king but... of Israel is president and he gets out your savior the there orange Zionist that's going to fucking save white America the guy that promised to make America great again how does he make America great freeing Jewish murderers and drug dealers amongst other niggers well one thing I'll say though in fairness it was the Democrat Tom Wolf who who is the, despite not being Jewish is like a member of the local JCC. And a big contributor to it. I'm blaming <laughs> Trump. Sorry, I'm blaming Trump. Remember that article where they were like, even this stuff- Jews want to. Uh, well, we can talk. We can go after Tom Wolf too. He's a valid target. Like, sure. Um, for our ire, not for anything He's else, fine. just anger. But like, uh, Tom Wolf is the one where like even the Jewish Daily Forward or an article like we thought Tom Wolf was Jewish as well. He's not. He gives a ton of money to the JCC, but it turns out he's Episcopalian. And I'm like, yeah. So he's a butt. Go- he's like a, such a. He's such a butt goy. Even Jews thought he might be Jewish. But um, so basically, this Zeke Goldblum character is just a criminal. He's a gangster. He's doing arson and he's calling out hits. And literally, it probably was used against him in the trial that he tried to do a hit on this Miller character, who might also be Jewish, because Miller is Miller is a, is often a Jewish name. I don't know. We'd have to look into it. And I'm also curious what happened to that guy. Was he also convicted in this murder? Was he was he did he go to jail? That's something I'm interested in finding out too. But the fact that it's like okay, this dude ends up dead. You call out a hit on on the guy in the car with you, meaning you're trying to cover all this shit up. And then magically some street cop gives testimony that like this dude, this, this dude like, gives his dying words. He says, Clarence Miller did it. It's like, yeah, how much money was paid to that cop? Yeah. You know, to, 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 to write that report. I mean, come on now. This is fucking... Dude, this literally like Martin Scorsese couldn't write this script. People be like, this is too this is too stupid. Like But yeah. <laughs> I mean to find Butter. out to find out who rules you, go see like <laughs> find out who's allowed to murder somebody with garden shears. You know? I mean <laughs> Well find out find out who can be convicted of murder that they did and then like mobilize not only the judge in the case, but right. the prosecutors to argue against right. to argue right. for Even his the release. The prosecutor, I'm like, sorry, we made an error. The reality I mean, this is, is this is a Dixon prosecutor. This is a, in order to keep his job, he had to say that. Shit. Probably. I mean, you're in the Jewish system. No, I guarantee it. If he didn't say that shit, if he didn't come out and say that, he, he would have been. That would have been a, the end of him. What a deeply immoral and just evil, like collective. So this listen is. to this. To all, spend all of this. It's like, why is it so important to get this guy back into your community anyway? Did, why, why? Because he's not a threat <laughs> to their community. George Wilhelm sounds like he was a German. So here's another <laughs> one. This is, this is when this is when Jews put their shit out and pretend that it's an indictment on the other side and not them. Although this was a headline-grabbing case at the time, all four copies of the police and coroner's case files have vanished without explanation. I can think of oh, several really? explanations. I got you. You stole them and destroyed them. Yeah, they I would think d- I come up with an explanation for that. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that Jews are active in this case to me is all the explanation I need for why the evidence disappeared. I mean, come on now. The idea, the the idea that there was like systemic anti-semitism that was just like putting innocent jews in jail for murder all, all this it's like no if there's corruption it's you people trying to set this wait what mike was gonna say what did we all miss that is that because this is the free fag edition go to the right stuff dot biz slash paywall for your subscription today this guy free shut the fuck yeah up. and also they're like That's why, what it why does is. the exonerating files disappear because i don't <laughs> <laughs> because they're fake. 
so yeah, no, this dude did this shit. And like, what's <laughs> funny, they do this a lot. Now, Leo Frank, remember, the whole existence of the ADL, we don't need to remind our listeners, but just in case someone doesn't know, the ADL was founded to exonerate a guy who raped and killed a 14-year-old girl. Okay, a Jew who raped and killed a 14-year-old girl. Already he was using child labor at his pencil factory in Atlanta. And he raped and killed a 14-year-old girl and tried to blame a nigger. And when that failed, he blamed a different nigger. And that failed. And then the the people of Atlanta were so fucking tired of him and his Jew friends from New York City manipulating the legal system, they just lynched him. Yep. Because they were sick of these kikes from New York City coming down and throwing their money and their weight around in Atlanta and getting this guy off. So they just lynched him. Everybody knew he was guilty. Justice was served. Justice was served. Leo Frank got what he fucking deserved. And uh, and he's one of the few Jews that that ever happened to. And the ADL cannot let the, they they their entire existence is based on this. So this yeah. is one of the most Jewish things I've ever fucking seen. Yeah, dude, this is like just when you think you can't it can't get worse. You and cannot get John Fetterman you cannot, out there yeah. saying that. You can't make up. And why is he doing that? I don't know. Is he doing that for the white people in Pennsylvania? He wants to vote for him. Do they care about this? Do they even know about it? No, he is doing that purely to signal to Jews. Like there's no way that if you think about it in terms of recruiting people to vote for him, that that, that matters. It doesn't because it's actually a really fucked up weird case where you would probably want to just stay away from it if you're running for office for the sake of appearances. Right. But no, he goes out and he says that because that's a signal to Jews. I'm your guy. I'm your guy. I'm I belong to the Jewish community in this state. The like Jews rule r- run me. That's why I'm going out. I'm saying this literally this case that happened in the 70s. This Jewish gangster that went to jail in the 70s. I'm really happy he's home to be with his family now. You know why? Because Jews rule me. That's what John Fetterman so is saying. So Fetterman in 2019 chaired the Pennsylvania Board of Pardons. I guess is that the lieutenant governor's uh, duty? Is that part of the office? Uh, I, I don't know. Be one of them. I don't know. There's actually an uh, article attacking him in in the Washington Free Beacon. That's what I'm looking at right now, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fetterman cheered when Goldblum was released from jail. As you're saying, he was happy he's going to be going home to his family. Yeah, we already read this. Not a threat to public safety. Commutation was part of Fetterman's pledge to transform Pennsylvania's pardon process and free more prisoners. Like, why? A record the Democrat has touted on the campaign trail. Fetterman specifically points to his effort to end life sentence for those who were involved in murders but did not directly pull the trigger. Fetterman has voted to free trigger men convicted of first-degree murder. <laughs> Wayne Covington, who pleaded guilty to first-degree murder for killing okay. a man for to buy money uh, for money to buy heroin. The ordeal has already made its way to GOP ads, arguing that Fetterman is too far left and dangerously liberal on crime, suggesting Fetterman's record was as chair of the board may not be uh, the winning issue he thinks it is. Well, he's going to win anyway, <laughs> unfortunately. So he can just so. We got, we got yeah, some I mean, there's, there's a lot of Nine Inch Nails uh, fans in that state. I guess right? so. <laughs> we got some content here. Look at this. Look at this Jew on YouTube who's doing like we don't want to watch this whole video because like an hour and ten minutes. I just want to. Oh my god! Give a little. No, I, 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 I bet. I bet Trent also, Reznor can force him. I think he would. Thirty people have watched this video. What the fuck is this? The following is a conversation with Charles Goldblum or Zeke, who was convicted of the murder of George Wilhelm in 1970. What is this Blaggett doing? Zeke was released in 2001 by the state of Pennsylvania, and as his book, Willful Blindness, would suggest, he was wrongfully convicted, and there was wrongdoing in his trial. Listening to the conversation to find Um. out more about the details of his case, 
And we'll also talk about a couple other things, like you know, the, your preamble shouldn't make me want to like click on literally anything else to get away from your boring. Yeah, so you, yeah, this preamble is making me hurt. I'm hurting right now. Yeah, this is definitely <laughs> letting me down. You are letting me down. <laughs> voting and how he's seen that change over the years. Thank you, and I hope you enjoyed this conversation. All right, thank you for joining me today. I have Charles Goldblum <laughs> with us. Goes by Zeke, because I will refer to him from now on. Look at he's wearing like the African Cosby sweater. Dude, I think this dude is Jewish. I think this dude is some kind of Julato or something they like must that. Be. His yeah. other videos are all Jewy. Uh, this week, I spent some time pod? reading. Uh, um, this book that he helped get out called Willful Blindness about a uh, tragic events in the criminal justice system as uh, the perspective that I... I don't need to watch this. What about this the trash just... being stabbed 26 times by a I kind of want to hear... Just, like, Look at the dead eyes yeah, on this fucking kike. He was a known yeah, liar. Dude, was like, not he's a dead-eyed, calculating criminal killer. Just a murderer. Yeah. He's your just your average Jew. Put his story together where he also oh, failed a couple of polygraphs. Who failed to polygraph? Photographs missing of the blood spatter of the incident. All maybe crucial infidence in proving your innocence and at least the murder. Because um, I think that the police officers okay. and the witness that was um, okay. shown to have put you to. Oh my God. Okay, all right. All right. All right. Hold right. Hold never on. Look at this. Here, just like, real, quick, real quick. Just look at this other video. You don't have to play it, but just look at this other video. This guy did. This is the first. He has three videos on his channel. This Welcome the to the first episode of this. Oh my God. What am I looking at? His face. Look at the title of this. Look at the title of this video. Stan Claus the Third Nanotech THC. What is it? Delta eight nine and ten. <laughs> Yikes. Nanotech THC. Guess, how much you want to bet Stan Claus the Third is a kike? Like he says, tune in to learn what Delta eight THC is and how it is a growing market. This week's guest is Stan Claus the Third, owner of Nature's Stash and three G healthcare real estate. This conversation gives insights on the man behind these two operations. Stan describes how and why he got into the industry and how the 2018 Farm Bill made hemp-derived THC possible. 37 views. Okay. Hey, everybody. Jordan Peterson here. I wrote a book about 12 rules for how to live your life, and I have a 13th rule for you. Subscribe to TRS. Go to therightstuff.biz slash paywall and pick the payment option that best suits your needs. So I, I I will bet you six million dollars Stan Claus the third is a kike. I mean, there's just no way he's not. Like, and I think this 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 black I think this dude is like part black part Jewish because everything he does is he has seen, to be. even though he's only done three. There's no way some some random nigger gives a fuck about about like yeah. Like, how can you sit around like you're gonna give me you're gonna give this guy the, like the Mumia Abu Jamal treatment? Like, he's not a brother. He's not down for this. He's a fucking Jew gangster. I mean, he put a he tried to put a head out on the top witness while he was in custody. They give me yeah, a fucking that, break. That, I'm sure that like that, that probably did not help him um, at all. <sighs> yeah, Stan Claus is a Jew. Israeli Fellowship, Stanley Y. Claus. Um, <sighs> Joe, the- <laughs> I'm sorry, it's just too funny. It's just sick. It's just sickening that they fucking. I'm so I'm somewhat I'm somewhat thunderstruck and speechless over this. It's just unbelievable to read. Like Goldblum was wrongfully convicted, and that is why John, along with every other member of the Board of Pardons, voted to recommend clemency. Like you don't get to decide if someone's wrongfully convicted on the parole board. 
I mean, right, that's not your job. That's not your job. Right. But that, but this is what these fucking kikes want. And, and I don't. No, care. they it's, want it. They want him declared innocent. Like this thing, they they're never happy. They don't want it. Even if even if he gets out, they want it like the record to be corrected. And there are going to be Jews that are going to be lobbying the state of Pennsylvania, like to basically not say that his sentence is commuted, not to give him a pardon, but to literally vacate the sentence so so he wasn't ever guilty. Because this is what they they lobbied the state of Georgia for fucking years on this with leo frank they didn't want the party because they issued like a posthumous pardon and all this stuff like that because uh, leo frank is still was still on the books convicted i don't know if he is today i'd have to look into it but they i know that like e- they were even in like the 80s like 70 years later they were breaking balls of the governor <clears throat> of georgia to vacate the sentence not to not to do like uh... pardons but like no he wasn't guilty we want to declare that he was not guilty of this crime <laughs> Here he is in his more edgy, in his Ethan Supley days. He's just like a fat skin. It, <laughs> it says, yeah, they're they're saying that he gave a shout out to the Crips in the 2015 campaign. But then there's also, is that like the white pride role? Is that the, uh, what is that? Is that a white supremacist symbol right there? Oh, yeah. Well, that could be interpreted <laughs> as such, but I doubt it. Oh, and he's got the paper towels, so, a subtle nod to the fisting guys. He's, he's just all over yeah, the place. No, with he's, his, uh, he's obviously a Jahan's fan there. He's got all the bottles of lotion and paper towels. He's got like, a little Jahan's shelf, is, too. Where was this taken? There's, like, block walls. What? This, this is, is probably Braddock, Pennsylvania, in his shed. He's probably he probably <laughs> wants you to believe this is where he lives. This was taken in his in his career. Yeah, he wants you. Yeah, this is this is this is my life. This is this the, is the squ- style. Of, like, this is the squalor. Guy, I, this like, is the yeah. squalor I pretend to live in while I go on the Bill Maher yeah, show constantly. This is how I make myself hurt. <laughs> yeah. One five. So, dude, all right, this is just dumb. I, I searched Stan Kloss just out of curiosity. I found a YouTube video by a Jew named Stanley Kloss, different guy, who That's has a, a video. Guy. There's a video, Robert Morris, 1776 financier by Stan Kloss. Robert Morris was a signer of the De- Declaration of Independence, the Articles of Confederation, the U.S. Constitution of right. 1787, Minister of Finance, first U.S. Senator of Pennsylvania, who ended up in jail for failing to pay debts on a failed real estate venture. <laughs> and he was J- Josh. Josh. Anyway, yeah, that's just funny. I don't really care much, but yes, uh, yeah, Stan Kloss, yeah, that, I don't even have to... <laughs> look too far to find out that guy's fucking true. Particularly not that he runs a cannabis company. I mean, come on now, right? Yes. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> like this 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 gelato has videos like free free Zeke and like Delta Nine THC nanotechnology. <laughs> oh. Oh my god, dude! That I just like I was I was I was, was quite the surprise aggression that we took. There, I was not prepared anyway. for this. I was not emotionally prepared for this kind of story. Like wow, <laughs> but but again, it's amazing how how the biases are just confirmed and confirmed and confirmed. it's not even a bias at this point. It's just an accurate accurate belief about reality. There's no bias. Think of but the normies. Is this going to work for the normies? Tell a normal person. I mean, at some that, point, if it tell doesn't, normal, you're just dumb. Tell a normal person that like Jewish newspapers all over the country write the story of how they organized and campaigned to get a murderer freed from prison and then eventually got it done. What will they think of that? Okay. They'll th- they'll think that you're like an anti semite for bringing it. It's like, well, does it matter? Right, if so, if it doesn't matter, like, like it yeah. doesn't matter. These Jewish, then how come all the Jewish magazines are there? Like. It just I mean, so happens that like the Jewish magazines, they just like justice, and they just picked out picked out a random guy. 
the son of a rabbi to like to work on his case. Give me a fucking yeah. break. Well, they actually don't make any bones about the fact that they did advocacy for him because he's Jewish. He's Jewish, but it's like yeah. they're pretending. They're pretending again, that, like the prosecutor just wanted to prosecute the son of a rabbi. Isn't every one of you a son of a fucking rabbi? Isn't that like a thing that you yeah. like? It's one of those pieces of cover you do. Like, oh, so what was the prosecutor's motivation for for recommending clemency? Then, what, why did he do that? Did he do that to help his career, or did he suddenly have a stroke of uh, you know conscience? I mean, well, come on now. Suddenly, after the trial's over, like everybody involved with it on on the opposite side believes that a mistake oh, no, was who made. Leaned on these no, people. no, no. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Uh, that, that, that doesn't work. If if the prosecutor was was doing this uh, to to advance his career, that would contradict the earlier statement. The way you advance your career is you put Jews in, yeah, in put jail. Jews in jail. That's how right. you advance your so, career. So no, obviously, then suddenly the prosecutor decides to hurt his career. Right. Yeah. Like I said, he had a stroke. It must be because he suddenly had a stroke yeah. of conscience. My, fa- I got to tell you, wow, my, my earlier I, career as an anti-Semitic uh, crusader. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure my favorite detail is going to be the coroner who did not work the case, who was and is Jewish, is Jewish and born to like Jewish immigrant parents, coming out and 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 speaking to evidence that no longer exists or probably never existed that exonerates him. Yeah, oh, the way the blood spattered on the dashboard, it proved... It's why did the, why did the police files exonerating him disappear? Well, well, how come the other... How come the coroner who wasn't Jewish didn't come up with this scheme about blood splatters and how it exonerated him? It's like, what if... How come that didn't occur to anybody else? Because they're just not as good as coronering as you are, Mr. Wecht? No. Because that's, also, it's just point, not reality. They just make shit up, and it sounds good to stupid fucking goys and stupid niggers. It sounds good to people that like to watch like murder shows on TV. Because yeah. like this is one of the things that we're actually supposedly, at some point when the criminal justice system was still something kind of serious, which it isn't anymore, they tried to, if they found out you like to watch a lot of these like CSI type shows, they, they want to exclude you from juries because you're going to get like overly clever with shit. Because <laughs> these- well, this is pretty annoying. You don't want to hear my voice. You want to hear uh, Mike finish his thought, huh? But uh, you can't because you don't have a subscription. You should go to the rightstuff.biz slash paywall. Bag it. Shows always <laughs> do stuff like blood splatter patterns. Dude, if you stab somebody 26 times with garden shears, there's just going to be fucking blood everywhere. Yeah. I don't even know. Like these splatter pattern shit. Like, come on, dude. If it's in a car, it's just going to be blood fucking everywhere. What are you going to be able to discern? From the, 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 what the real question is, who the fuck was in the car with him? Oh, these two fucking sure. guys. All right, so they killed him. Fucking splatter patterns. Get the fuck shears. out of here. Just use a gun like a normal person. Yeah, I mean, what's the, the garden shear thing? That's some sadistic fuck, shit. Man. That is like literally like Godfather. <laughs> Miller! Snipping off fingers I'm coming to kill you! In the back seat? <laughs> no, in real life! I'm wondering if they tortured him, too. Like, if they were, like, snipping off fingers or something like that. Could I don't be. fucking know. But, like, Jesus Christ. Was it those big ones, like the ones you know, like you got like? Yeah, yeah I mean, that's what like, I'm imagining. Like 18 inch blades. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was imagining like oh Bruce God. the Barber beefcake. That's you know, the big fucking. Up. That is like a terrible way to <laughs> big go. Big hedge trimmers. Yeah, not like the root cutters where it's like you're the like root... a one and a half inch blade. You got, like, also, eight... you got a car with somebody like what's what's with the garden shit? Why, why, why do you have like what are you doing? Are you gonna go do some, trim some hedges or something? Yeah, man. Edward Scissorhands. Like, <laughs> yeah, you to you to hedges. What? And then like the dead. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's Charles Miller swims with the hedges. Uh, before I get was that his name, Carl, Charles? I, can, I can't remember. Put the garden shoes in the trunk. Oh, no, Clarence <laughs> Miller. What was the name of the victim? Clarence Miller was the accomplice. That's. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. mixing all the names. I'm up. wondering if Clarence Miller is also Jewish. I don't know. Who knows? Could be. But I want to know what happened to him. Did he die? Was he, he died? What at, happened? He died in prison in 20, 2006, I believe it said. But I, okay. I clicked so he off probably the story. also went to jail on this. Yeah, they, everybody went to jail. 
Okay. I guess um, either, did he just die too soon, or was he just not Jewish enough for? Yeah, maybe if he wasn't Jewish, they weren't advocating for him. Maybe I don't know. We'd have to look into that. I don't but know he, when. If, this... he, if they're making him the fall guy, then yeah, maybe he was the goy. I mean, Miller because could be Jewish, but it doesn't have to be. So yeah. maybe he was just the we're goy, talking about like this arson, guy, this like guy's, fall guy. This guy's talking about having advocates as far back as 1994 in these uh, yeah. in these uh, parole hearings or whatnot. So. I don't and it think seems like their the their case always hinged on blaming Miller rather than Zeke. So yeah, so yeah, maybe this Miller guy probably isn't Jewish. Just a, just a, just a criminal, just a criminal for hire. Yep. All right. Let's uh let's take a quick break. God, that was rustling. I can't. It's just like some days you wonder, like, man, how are we gonna get the show done today? It's like, oh, just exist, just exist in like the in in the Jewish fucking ether. And something yeah. will, just something will just uh, pop uh, out, and you'll find it. It'll just pop up like this. All of all of this because I saw a stupid Gateway pundit article about yeah, uh, Federer yeah. and it's his, like a, his dumbass tattoo. And I'm always and thinking it was like, a very stupid article. And I'm mean, always thinking like edited properly. Like, and I'm always thinking I'm always thinking like is Fetterman like not enough of a big deal for me to be bringing it up all the time? But here you go. How many times have we has Fetterman just landed? <laughs> no, us? Fetterman is always worth making fun of. Jesus. Fuck that guy. <laughs> I feel like it's like it's like making fun of like the dog catcher two towns over for most people. It's like what are they you know? <laughs> But it's like, holy yeah, shit. Yeah, I guess people that aren't in this part of the country are like, why do I care about this guy? Well, well you care he about freed this guy Zeke. He's, a, he's like a never-ending source of fucking He water. fucking he, he fucking freed Zeke. Like, they worked on this for they worked on yeah. this for 30 years, and Fetterman fucking... Fetterman let you down. He didn't let them down. He didn't make no, them hurt. Like, that, that, he got that, it done. Like, I will make you hurt. That's not for Jews. Jesus. That's actually just like a branding that's like shows like, I am wholly committed to like... To like Jewish Dude. fucking entertainment product, I will make you hurt. He yeah. did, probably didn't even like the Johnny Cash versions, just like the the Trent. I think Trent, Trent Which is Reznor's artistically really deep, the more man. valid version. Trent Reznor's deep man. He means a lot. He's really like yeah. He's really upset. And he read Anne Rice. I don't give a fuck. Shut up. <laughs> now he's married to some ugly lady, and he's and he's to compensate. He fucking like got maybe he's like, like talking TRT. to the justice system. Like I will let you down. I will undermine you. I will undermine you. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. We'll go have some lunch. Oh you my God! Sorry. The Daily uh, Sewer.
Nation.